way. It was all good and that was fun. Uh, but I was really shamed, I have to say, a bit later in the evening when I rang one of my other children, one of my children who wasn't actually there uh, for the dinner. She was at a party and I rang her uh, just before midnight and I thought I probably won't get hold of her, but I did. And I wanted to wish her a happy new year and we had a brief chat. And I asked her whether she had made any new year resolutions. And she said, yes. I said, what are they? And she said, I want to be kinder and I want to put other people before myself. And I felt really quite convicted by that. And it made me go back and think about my own resolutions and whether, you know, God might be calling me to, to make a different kind of resolution. And I thought, well, maybe my New Year resolution should be to try to be wiser, to be, try to be a little more like the wise men in the story that we've just he heard. Because I believe that our world needs more wisdom. W would you agree with me? Yes, that we need more wise men. We need more wise women in our world. And so I had a look at this passage, tried to work out what is it? What can we learn from this passage? Where is the wisdom in the wise men? And actually, as I read it and thought about it, I could see the wisdom of the wise men in all kinds of places. And if you look at it, you see that the wise men at the beginning are wise because they are observant. They're looking for signs. They're, not, they're still enough and present enough in their lives to actually notice this new star. They're not so busy doing loads of stuff. Uh, they are waiting and looking and observing. They're kind of aware. We all know we should do, you know, be a bit more aware, a bit more present. It's not a kind of modern, newfangled thing. It's what is part of wisdom. It's what wise people have done throughout the ages. And we see it in the wise men who are present and still and able to see this sign, the appearance of this star, which um, they believe must be from God because not only is it a big and special star, but it's moving. And the stars don't, on the whole, move. So they are aware and they see this star. And uh, what else? They are, they're curious. They're curious about this star. They don't just say, oh, that's interesting, it's a star. They want to learn and discover what it means. They want to learn and discover what it means. So they uh, go on this journey. They're ready to go on the discomfort of a long journey, which they hope will bring them to understand what this all means, that this sign means. And they're ready to be surprised. They're ready to learn something new. And they're ready and have the humility to be guided, even though they're wise men. They recognize that there is a higher power that will guide them to greater truth, and so they go on their journey. And perhaps most important of all, when they arrive at the stable, God guides them to Jesus, and they recognize who Jesus is, 
and they are changed by their encounter with Jesus. They go into the stable. They're wise, they're important men, but they fall to their knees. They recognize who Jesus is. He's not just a cute little baby. He is the one who is going to grow up to be the savior of the world. He is the one that God is invested in to save the world from sin and death. They recognize who Jesus is and they are changed. It says in the story, they go back by another road. Yes, they want to avoid um, going back to Herod, who they know has evil intent towards Jesus, but I think it also means they go back by another road. They are changed. They are changed by this experience of their meeting with Jesus. Um, when uh, a few years ago, now I have to make a little confession here, I had to go on a speed awareness course. I'm not going to ask you who else has uh, been on one of these courses, but I expect there are one or two who may have done. Um, anyway, I went on this course, and those of you who have had this experience, you will know that it's a very sobering and harrowing course because you're presented with a lot of facts and information about what may happen if you speed and the consequences of what may happen if you speed. And if you have an accident and you're doing the speed limit, maybe like 30, it can be bad, but maybe not that serious. But if you're doing 35, the, ser the consequences could be far more serious and terrible. And you learn about this, and they tell you about this, and so it's very sobering. And then we were all sitting there, about 20 of us in this room, and then the police officer, he said, you know, there are two types of people in this room. He said, there are those who hear the truth that I'm telling you and will change, and there are those who hear the truth I'm telling you and who just carry on as before. And he says, and those who hear the truth and are changed are the wise people. And those who hear the truth and are not changed are the foolish people. And I thought, wow, that's really worth remembering. Because if you want a definition of wisdom, I don't think you really get much better than that, than a wise person being someone who, when they hear the truth or see the truth or find the truth, they're changed by it. That is what it means to be wise. So we see lots of wisdom in these wise men and in this story. Uh, but the question is, why does this matter to you and me here today? Well, we've already said we need more wisdom. Yes, it's lovely to get a better golf-handed cap or all the things that we want to do. And, and God's given us gifts, and he wants us to use those gifts, and so it's good to be the very best versions of ourselves that we can be. And, and, and it's good to be kind and put others first. But perhaps most of all, we can really make a difference in our world by being wiser, by being wiser, by, by recognizing who Jesus is and by not seeking so much to do our will, but seeking to do God's will. Uh, what does that really all look like? Um, just running through some of the things we've talked about. Being more aware. Seeing, being open, like the wise men were, to seeing God around us. Then that means slowing down. In the Psalms, there's a wonderful verse in Psalm 46, where the psalmist says, Be still 
and know that I am God. We will not see God in our lives unless we slow down. If there's one thing that I hope to encourage us all to do this year, it's to slow down. Yes, it's, it's good to do lots of things for God, but let's be people in relationship with God. And if we're going to do that, we need to slow down and spend more time with him. And let's uh, learn and discover more about God through Jesus. God's given us, God's shown us who he is through the person of Jesus. That's what we believe as Christians. But we, if we want to know who God is, let's look to Jesus. So why not find out more about Jesus? Why not be like the wise men, be a bit more curious? Maybe 2020 can be a year when you resolve to dig a bit deeper, to get involved in something maybe at this church or somewhere else where you find out more. Jesus says in Matthew 5, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What he's saying is blessed are those who have a hunger and a thirst to find out the right way to live, to follow me. What about 2020 being a year to be surprised by God? The wise men were surprised by the star. Um, I'm surprised by <laughs> strange noises. Um, but uh, I don't know if some of you were here a few weeks ago. We, were, we, re we read the whole of Luke's gospel in Advent. And uh, one of the Sundays just before Christmas, I was saying about how um, the word astonishing comes up so many times in that gospel. Astonishing, amazing, surprised. How people were constantly being surprised by Jesus. And Jesus, we know, is the person who shows us who God is. So let's be open to being surprised by God this year. Let's be open to make sacrifices. The wise men were. Jesus talks about taking up our crosses to be a disciple of Jesus is also to actually be willing to make sacrifice. Let's be guided by God, willing to will and not our own. And perhaps most importantly, being willing to change. I believe that if we go on this journey as the wise men did, and if we do come closer to this in some of the ways I've described, we will not be able to avoid, we will not be able to stop ourselves being changed. Because to come close to Jesus is to be changed. Jesus says in Revelation, behold, I am making all things new. I am making all things new. Come to Jesus and he will um, enable you to be the best you can be. So, there are so many ways that we can put this into action. There are lots of ways. This church can help you put some of this into action. Think about making a New Year resolution that will help you to be wiser, to be more like the wise men. Maybe making a, a firm commitment to be coming to church on a or, or one of the midweek groups. We have a lovely meditation group on a Wednesday evening, 20 minutes of silence. It's a wonderful time to be still, to allow God to speak to us. Uh, we, we, we have a lot of um, Bible study groups 
I'm starting a new one on Wednesday evenings this week. It's going to meet every two weeks. We're going to look at the Sermon on the Mount. Come along to that. It's only an hour and a half, 8 till 9.30. It'd be a lot of fun to do that with fellow pilgrims. You know, the wise men, they didn't set out on the journey on their own. They got together in a group and journeyed together. And as Christians, we're called to do that too. So maybe join a midweek group. There are lots to get involved with. We've got an alpha course starting on Monday evenings, on Monday week. Uh, We have our Tuesday morning Bible reading group. Have a look at the website. There are lots of uh, ways to do this. And even if you can't do the things in the church, there are ways that you can do yourself. Um, You can go on an awareness walk. You 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 can go on a retreat. You can join a book club and, and start reading uh, some books which will help you learn more about Jesus. So let's just take a moment of quiet and think about some of the things I've said and then we'll pray. And maybe we'll just take a minute or two of silence and just ask God what he wants for you this 2020. Try to set aside the things that you want to do in your own strength and try to listen to God and say, what is it, Lord? What is is it that you want for me this year? What is your will? Let's just have a time of quiet and then we'll pray. Lord, thank you for this wonderful story. We ask for the gift of wisdom this year. We ask, Lord, that you will help us all to slow down, become more aware of your presence in our lives. Lord, we ask for signs and wonders that will affirm our faith. We ask that you take us on a journey of drawing closer to Jesus. We thank you that you have revealed yourself in the person of Jesus. Help us to get to know him. Help us to learn from him. him. Lord, that we come to you with open hearts and a willingness for your Holy Spirit to work, to bring change within us, to make us new, to make us a new creation to bring healing and peace and love to the world around us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.